0: Welcome to the Wave Mag podcast. My name is Brian Dickerson and my guest today is Chris Klusner, one of the operating partners at Surf Park Central who have just put on the Surf Park Summit. And we have Chris on the show today to kind of catch up and see what's happening in the space, how Summit went and where they're going. Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Brian. Happy to be here.
0: So, what is your what is your title specifically, and what do you do within uh, the framework of Surf Park Summit?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the operating partners at Surf Park Central. Really help uh, run the team that manages day to day operations, everything from the Surf Park Summit itself, through our membership product, some of our research and reporting products, uh, and growth. Okay.
0: Okay. Great. Now, if I'm um, within the sphere of the surf park realm, uh, i I've say I'm a vendor of <clears throat> coffee mugs that are branded for surf parks and wave pools. Um, where will I fit within something like uh, Surf Park Summit?
1: Yeah, it really depends on your goals and whether you're in the space already or not. Many of our customers, attendees, sponsors already work in the space, and they're looking to use the Surfmark Summit and some of the, the experiences we put on and, and products we develop to do more, uh, reconnect with current partners, make new partners. Um, other companies are looking to break into the space and are new to the sector, new to the industry. In both cases, we and our team support those types of companies to understand their goals, understand their familiarity with the industry, and plug them in. It's really our mission to uh, educate and connect, uh, as part of the the mission of making waves. Educating and connecting participants and sponsors is our is our focus. Oh wow, that's. That's
0: great. So within the 10 years that Surf Park Summit has been around and evolving, um, can you pinpoint for us some of your your milestones? Some Maybe you've got an anecdote about some of the connections you've made, um, where how you've seen individual companies within the space grow um, over the years. Each year they come back to Surf Park Summit, there's like, oh wow, they've you know, really managed to take on more business since last year.
1: Yeah. So anecdotally, this was the first year I can confidently say we had engagement from everybody, if you will, really designed to be the time of year when everyone comes back together to reflect on the progress. Uh, I personally got involved with Surf Park Central around 2019, uh, right in the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, since then, since my time, and uh, I know you had Jess Ponting on the show uh, a couple mm. months ago, so building off of his episode and and some of the details he shared there, come now, 2023, we're actually seeing a couple exciting things, which is surf bar coverage on uh, many more continents than we had back way back when uh, in 2013, So, of course, the Australians, the Europeans, finally the Americans catching up to a certain extent. Some of the Japanese uh, projects that are up and running are super exciting. So it's exciting to see the global footprint of surf parks. That's sort of point one. Uh, I think point two is, I'll call it multi-spot developers. Folks like Aventure, Beach Street Development, uh, ProSwell who are actually now working on multiple projects, including in multiple geographies. I think that's really exciting and shows uh, some of the signals of the industry maturing. We actually have development teams and operating teams, you know, with a a global footprint or at least a regional footprint across multiple properties. For example, uh, Urban Surf and their Sydney location, The Wave and their London location, coming soon. And folks like that, it's really exciting to see. I, I would be amiss to leave off Beach Street and Desert Serve, HTX Serve, Virginia. Um, so it's really exciting to start seeing these development teams working on facilities all over the the country or world. Uh, and overall, just points to the enthusiasm and growth still to come in the space.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, That was... Um, obvious to me at this year's Surf Park Summit, you know, seeing that and all these groups together and even groups like Aventure having more representatives there than the previous year, um, Beach Street as well. If you can um, give us maybe your top three takeaways, or we'll start with one, we'll go one at a time, um, takeaway from this year's Surf Park Summit over last year's Surf Park Summit. I know the numbers, it seemed like there were more people, I know the entry area to the auditorium was more crowded with booths than tables, so there are more people displaying their wares, or you know, Wade pool specific coffee cups. Is my earlier example? Yeah, from out of the blue, what would you say uh, made the biggest impression on you this year over last year?
1: Yeah, we're we're really outgrowing the venue, uh, and more generally, outgrowing the idea that we're able to meet demand with once a year in terms of an experience together. Uh, You know, this was the first year we launched our developer-focused track, quite literally called the developer's track. Uh, And so we had a separate breakout series of sessions during the summit that ran in parallel with the main stage, as we called it. And both of those rooms were full for the, you know, two days we were there. Um, And so it really stood out to us is like, you know, there's both uh, an incumbent participant need, you know, folks that have been in this space for a long time. They want to hear from each other, learn about case studies, hear from new participants and new voices. Uh, But there's also this strong appetite amongst developers to um, learn and connect, uh, understand who's being successful, what tactics and strategies they're using and that's really what the developers track was all about, we're going to keep doubling down on those kinds of uh, resources to get, looking forward to 2024, um, it's really important that we support the industry where we are. Uh, And right now we're in build mode. Uh, So that means a continued focus on helping developers to get their facilities up and running. Um, But we also see and heard for the first time a demand for operating support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teams like, you know, the Wave, Urban Surf, Waco, uh, the facilities that are open and running, Waikai and Hawaii, um, they're wanting more support in specific ways too, uh, for things like support with numbers, support with uh best practices, and support with uh continued successful operations. Um, and so, obviously, a lot more detail to share on what developers versus operators are interested in, uh, but it presents some opportunities for us to continue to lean into that.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. And the um, seeing the developers track uh, come up this year, how did how was it? How did it prove? Was it super popular? I know I went in one room and it was uh, hard to find a seat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It was, um, you know, each session was, uh, you you could attend each session individually. They ran throughout the whole course of the show. I think we learned some important takeaways on how to execute on those tracks in terms of timing and room density and spacing the sessions out, you know, designing the show more comprehensively so folks didn't have to trade off between something they really wanted to see in one room the other. Um, but it's definitely a, a format we're going to continue to lean on. And I personally would love to continue to see more detailed sessions where we go beyond the 101, 201 uh, terminology, you know, referencing how complicated the, the subject matter is. I'd like to see expert level sessions you know, run by the experts with smaller, tighter-knit audiences. And and really, you know, the goal of all of these things is to speed up development and make it more successful over time because, I th- you know, as Jess Ponting mentioned in his episode, we operate as and aspire to be the trade association for the surf parks and wave pools industry. And any trade association is only as good as the average performance of the average participant. So any failure setback hurts everybody, especially us. So it's really important that we produce content, host experiences, produce research, educate and connect the community to maximize everyone's chances of success. Uh, So it's really core to what we do, what we think about every day. It's how we allocate our resources and decide what to work on next.
0: Okay. And looking at the space, which is, which is a wonderful venue, you're right there looking over the Pacific, you've got cocktail hour, everyone's out on the lawn having a good time. It's a, it's a marvelous venue. That said, it is an auditorium. And then you have the other areas with, the, uh, with small breakout rooms. What would the ideal Surf Park Summit venue look like if it were to change?
1: yeah I mean, they're just coming off of trade show season. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people are feeling sort of the opposite of what they were feeling uh, around 2019 twenty, mm-hmm. which is a desire to get back to more things. Uh, and i'm I'm feeling quite the opposite <laughs> after about ten <laughs> conferences this season. Uh, there's plenty of trade shows. The industry at this point does not need another trade show what the industry needs is more summit, but where they are in their backyards. Mm. So I actually would say the way we're thinking about it is instead of just going bigger, more and central, making everybody fly to California, we're going to take summit to them. Uh, and in 2024, what you'll see from us are, again, the, the global summit will be back in the fall, probably in Southern California. Uh, we haven't made that final decision yet, but we're pretty close. Um, It's probably going to be at Scripps again is the (laughs) punchline. But in addition to that, we're going to be running a series of regional events, building off of existing uh, outdoor and water sports recreation conferences that are already happening Hmm. uh, and bringing the surf park meetups to those regions like IAPA and Hmm. WWA, World Water Park Association. We'll also be hosting regional events in target areas where development is happening, such as, for example, Texas down the line as HTX Surf continues to move right along. We're finally also going to be hosting what I am most excited about, which are real experiences at the parks themselves, building off of some of our success in doing that at the Surf Ranch in 2022, I believe it was, where we brought a small group of sort of insiders together and did a surf trip to the ranch to both experience what it's really like, but also to have a dialogue about what makes the surf ranch so magical and how to replicate some of that for your development projects. We'll be bringing that same enthusiasm and experiential learning uh, to 2024. So uh, I can't share any details as of yet in terms of the <laughs> locations, uh, but we will be doing a couple trips like that, designed for developers and operators who want to surf and learn while they're connecting.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. I can, off the top of my head, think of a few parks <laughs> that are are ready. Ready for you, ready for that gap, yep. and they have common- It's a short list on state. <laughs> yeah, this year it is, but you know we've got ten parks opening up this year in 2024. So yeah, um, which will effectively double what's what's available. So it's a really exciting time. Within um, going regional, can you can you talk to us about continents, uh, Europe, Australia, Asia? Where where do you yep. think?
1: We are talking to the wave. We're excited about Munich as that project moves along. Nothing set in stone just yet. We'll be starting uh, with the U.S. and a couple regional events in the U.S. Longer term, Australia is absolutely on the radar. We just got to rally the troops and make that uh, that trip happen.
0: Okay. Okay, great. And as um, Surf Park Summit is, is looking forward to the uh, 2020s, and more surf parks are opening as you grow and you become more regional. And you have a Surf Park Summit Europe, Surf Park Summit Asia, um, wherever, wherever that is. And where do you see the surf park space going? Like how big can it go? How, how big can we go? Um, I know in the early days there was a lot of talk of, oh, every neighborhood will have a surf park. Then we had, you know, COVID and everyone's like, okay, wave pools are limited. And also through experience, a lot of people are just saying it's, it's damn difficult. You know, given that, where do you, where do you see the space in in five years?
1: Yeah. So five years, 2028, 2029, I think it'll be a really exciting, somewhat of a golden age of surf parks. Certainly it's not easy. Admittedly, I'm somewhat of a Monday morning quarterback myself, watching some of the real work happening among the developers and investors who are necess- who are stepping up to the plate and taking these big swings right now. It's easy to look from the outside and say, oh, why isn't it happening faster, mm-hmm. uh, better, or in these ways? That said, you know that's the purpose really of a trade association. Um, and what we see in other areas of real estate development for example, in commercial real estate or for building owners, for facilities managers, for multifamily developers, they all have their own association. And the reason, why why would you need a real estate, in fact, they have four or five. Why do you need a trade association to learn how to build a commercial building versus a multifamily building? Are they really that different? Yeah, uh, they're different companies, different players, different unit economics and strategies and tactics. And so we see the continued growth and the pervasive difficulty that everyone's experiencing as a direct input to why we want to continue to to double down on, on what we're doing of bringing folks together, publishing content, but also sourcing content from the experts in our Network in our community to share and help again everyone to be a bit more successful a bit faster. Because if again, if no one can get a park open and operated over time, it's going to be a really boring summit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it's in everybody's collective interest to share. Of course, there are limits to that and some proprietary strategies and confidential deals. That's all part of it. Um, but When folks are at a place where they can share or selectively share, it really helps everybody. And I think that's what's really important. What we've seen from and heard this year at the Surf Park Summit was our keynote speaker from the heliski and helicat industry Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, helicopter ski and snowboard trips and snowcat ski and snowboard trips and how they formalized in Canada under a trade group called Helicat. Uh, And, you know, this trade group does things like ensures quality control for the guests, safety protocols for guests, but also insurance costs. And it connects competitors together to share notes to keep the whole industry functioning in a healthy way. That wasn't by accident. You know, we see that industry as a model for where surf parks can go with similar challenges of destinations that you have to get people to and operating costs that can get out of control if you're doing it on your own. So long-winded answer to a relatively specific question, but really excited about the next couple of years. And I would say it again, I think it's the golden age of surf parks is is coming.
0: Okay. So as you've mentioned a few times in our conversation about uh, trade association, What needs to happen? I mean, can someone just jump in and say, hi, I'm the Waypool Trade Association? Or is there some kind of formal process to that? Is it just whoever has the most clout wins? Um, How does that work?
1: Yeah. What it means is you have membership dues that go towards supporting the collective industry. And it's not run by a person. It's run by board and committees, and it has a member-led experience to it. So some of the main differences in evolution of Surf Park Central to be able to become that trade association is, is a combination of support from our existing network and customers and colleagues, but a willingness of those customers and colleagues to step in to leadership roles. We need them to serve on the respective committees provide insight, respond to requests, and overall just get plugged in. So that's the key difference. Member-led committees, a regular cadence that extends all year, not just once a year, and is more than just a one-time, once-a-year event, but really like a collective activity of formalizing the industry all year long. Um, you you had
0: mentioned earlier you'd been to how many trade shows this year? Ten. Oh. It it was close <laughs> to
1: ten for me if you count some of the small regional stuff.
0: Okay. And so how many Starbucks lunches have you had during the time?
1: I'm more of a I'm more of a Starbucks Dobio, uh okay. shot of espresso to go kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. But uh now, too many. Yeah. All right. Now, in seeing all these
0: uh, conventions and programs that you've been to, how does that make you feel about Surf Park Summit? I mean, it, it after going to uh, surf industry trade shows and then going to Surf Park Summit, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. You're you're unique, in that you're you know out on the lawn. You've got the breakout rooms. It it's really as far as conventions go. I I think I think a great thing. What do you think that Surf Park Summit is doing really, really well when looking at other conventions?
1: Yeah, and thank you for that. I I do appreciate the feedback, good or bad. But I I agree. I mean, for me, it's it's hard to take the organizer and operator rose-colored glasses off. But just as an attendee, it is a nice experience. You know, folks are there. It's not a hard-selling uh, environment. It's a an executive-focused environment. The mood is relaxed. It's overlooking the ocean right there on the cliffs in La Jolla. It's a beautiful venue that sort of naturally encapsulates why surfing is so compelling, because you can see people surfing right there from the venue. For me, it's trade shows, when they get too dense, try too hard with the commercial marketing angles, it starts to feel transactional. Hmm. And that's what we want to avoid is feeling transactional. It's a balance we try to strike and talk about all the time. I don't think we've been perfect. If I was giving us our own report card, I think we've still got room to improve. But overall, the, the magic is in the connections and the strength of the network. I think the what makes the event so exciting is you'll have direct competitors, folks that are former business partners, all still in the same industry, all you know working together, and they come together and, and have fun. I think it's rare to see other industries that are quite as tight-knit. It's many of the same people who were there in 2013 at our first summit are still there in 2023, 10 years later. And I think that is part of what makes the vibe somewhat magical is the consistency. People show up, people share not too much. And <laughs> it sort of balances that uh, dynamic between mystery and flexing. And I think that's, that is what the industry needs to show people that it is possible and tell them a little bit of how and, flex on your success for being one of 10 potential projects that made it through the the gates of hell and you know I kind of use that dramatic terminology cuz it it is really difficult you know you're you're building you're building a series of commercial real estate properties and a huge wave basin and an operating park on top of it it it, it really is a massive undertaking you're combining the disciplines of real estate developer, water park operator, and visionary by becoming a wave pool developer. It's it's kind of, it's more than people realize they might be signing up for at the time, but for those who have made it happen, it's it's pretty awesome to see.
0: No, no, I've, I've realized that, uh, like you said, there was a kind of a cadence to, between flexing and between solidarity almost, you know, and I think, through all the energy that it takes to create a wave park and all the hurdles people have to go through. People tend to bond uh, through situations of adversity. And I think that's relevant at Surf Park Summit when you walk around. You, you very much see that and you, you hear that in the conversations. So good on you.
1: Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. And yeah, you'll start to you start to hear uh, some dates and announcements for us for 2024 coming up. But mm-hmm. we're really excited, and and maybe flipping the script a little bit. I'd welcome your feedback. What do you think we should include for the 2024 summit and or the regional events? And what stands out to you?
0: Well, I I think you already answered the question. I would have come up with which is uh, by taking it regionally. I think that's a fantastic idea because it is uh, especially, you know, the Australians have to come all the way over to San Diego and the Europeans as well. And the um, benefit, you have so much more connectivity between people when it's it's in a smaller venue. I mean, this year there were several people I wanted to talk to, I just didn't have the time to. Um, And I'm sure you felt the, the same way. So by having more smaller venues... Uh, rather than the giant, you know, surf expo for for wave pools, I, I think that's a great way to to serve the community and really help people evolve, help the space evolve. And in all honesty, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, my God, I'm I'm, I'm glad I don't have to run this thing. It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can use some extra help, Brian. Uh, no, bring you yourself <laughs> off just yet.
0: No, no, I'm not going to. Uh, it's gnarly. I mean, uh, yeah. put, Putting on events is a whole other thing. So, uh, yeah, congratulations! for able to do that, and you're still yeah, doing it. You. So you're either into punishment or you're really <laughs> dedicated um, in the space. It's probably a combination of both. Okay, <laughs> right on. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Chris. I, I learned a lot, and I hope our listeners learned a lot. And it's really exciting to hear the evolution of Surf Park Summit and also uh, where you guys are going in the future.
1: Yeah, happy to share and uh, I would encourage folks to check us out, surfparkcentral.com. We have a free newsletter of uh, some of the panels from Summit up on our YouTube. Okay, uh, So check that out as well. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again,
0: Chris. And we'll yeah. be talking to you soon. Alright, thanks, Brian. Okay, take care. Man.